Hello and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Joshua Peak. Hello and thank you for listening to the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peak. Hey, everybody. I'm doing this uh, on location. I don't know if you can tell. If you're watching the, the video, um, I'm on a cruise ship right now and I have the ocean behind me. Um, this is being recorded audio-wise on my iPad. I'm using uh, voice memos to record it. So anyway, um, just kind of keep you up to date on what's going on here. We are at sea. We are on an Alaskan cruise with Royal Caribbean, and we had uh, saved up and paid for this a while back, and and you know thankfully so uh, are able to enjoy this trip without any worries per se. Um, we uh, <clears throat> we left Florence on Wednesday and drove to Charlotte Airport, uh, got on a plane there at the Charlotte Airport, a one-way flight from there to Seattle. Um, American Airlines, I got to tell you, the our, our steward that was helping us was very nice and very helpful, probably one of the most attentive people we've had on a flight. Um, <clears throat> but the, the plane itself was older. The plane itself was lacking, uh, to say the least. You figure you got a five-hour flight straight from Seattle, or straight from Charlotte to Seattle, and, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit spoiled. I mean, I, I get the fact that we're in a metal tube flying, you know, almost 4,000 miles across country in five hours, which is amazing if you just think about that feat all in itself. But I was a little let down in the fact that we had paid extra for uh, for first class for the first time ever. Uh, we were able to afford to, to upgrade, and we had no entertainment at all, no nothing to keep us busy, um, not even a plug-in to plug our devices in. Like if we were to, like my wife was reading on her phone, and at a certain point, our battery got low, and she's like, "Well, I guess I'm done reading." And I was like, "What?" She's like, "I can't, I can't read anymore. There's no more battery left." So that was a little aggravating. Um, you know, I. I would have liked to have been able to watch something. Uh, we have taken a flight from Atlanta to Honolulu before, and on that flight we had, like, iPad-type movie screens on the back of the chairs that we could watch, you know, current movies and current shows and stuff like that. Now, I will say this. American Airlines, when we got on the plane, the guy told us, he said, if you download this app, it's their American Airlines app, um and enter this code thing in, then you can get access to all of our free content. Okay, well, that's great if we didn't know that ahead of time because we could have downloaded it when we had Wi-Fi. But when we get on a plane, airports don't have great Wi-Fi, and you can't use your regular signal to download because airports block regular signals. So we couldn't even download it. I started to download it, and it moved one little tick, and that was it. Then it was done. When I finally got it downloaded on the other side... I still didn't have the information I needed to punch in to use it, so that would have been something that, that I should have known like way before we took this trip so that we could get all that stuff prepared had I known that. So, anyway, if you're booking a flight with American, just know that you probably need to go ahead and download that app and go ahead and start looking into what you need to do to get your stuff lined up so that you can get access to this crap. Or, what I should have done is if I'd have known about this, I would have gone on Netflix and downloaded a bunch of stuff on my laptop. My laptop's got a decent battery on it, and I could have been able to just you know open it up on the on the table and watch some stuff that I had downloaded. That would have been great. So anyway, it's enough fussing about that. 
Um, we got out to the Seattle airport and uh, got a shuttle over to our hotel. We stayed at the Red Roof Inn near SeaTac uh, Airport. Um, the Red Roof Inn was uh, not glamorous, but it was serviceable. I mean, I'd say it was clean except for the bathtub needed to be refinished. I mean, that's really my only complaint about the, the cleanliness. Um, it's just an older hotel that, that you can tell they've renovated some stuff. They've got new bamboo flooring in the bathroom and you know, they've done some stuff with the lobby, and they put new paint on the walls, and, you know, they, they upgraded the decor a little bit, but, like, I hopped in the bed and about knocked my breath out of me because there's no box spring. It seems like it's just, like, a slab, a piece of wood or metal, and the smallest of, of mattresses on top of it, maybe maybe four inches thick, five inches thick. I mean, it, I laid down, I was like, <laughs> I felt like I knocked myself, you know, out of my own breath. But anyway, um... You know, it was okay. The staff was extremely helpful. There was a lady downstairs that I talked to. Um, we were able to uh, discuss, you know, where the local um, enterprise rental place was. Apparently, all the car rental places are at the airport, but all of that is up um, less than a mile away. I had thought beforehand that I could take a shuttle back to the airport and then walk over to the thing, but... The rental place is not attached to the airport. It's actually a shuttle ride away, which is closer to where I was staying than it was the airport. So I walked in, and, you know, less than a mile, you think, okay, no problem, because where I live is pretty flat. Well, this is elevation, so walking this is a little more difficult. It took a little more doing to get done. Um, so anyway, we uh, I walked over there, got the car the next day, and... <clears throat> went and visited my son Draven. My boy Draven lives in Mulcatia, Mulcatio, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, which is about 45 to an hour minute drive away uh, north. And we went to rent the car, and they were supposed to have us a compact car, but they were all out of compact cars. And the dude walking around with me, he goes, Well, I guess you could just take one of these at the right same price. So he gave me like a Ford Fusion, which was nice. Um, sunroof, leather seats, all that stuff. Uh, Google, Google Play or AirPlay, whatever you call it. When you plug it in, your your phone's map appears on the screen, which is super helpful. Um, we had a nice drive up there. Found where he lived and um, was able to meet up with him and, and hug necks. And he looked good. He looked really good. Um, you know... I hadn't seen him in probably three years. I'd had, like, photos once in a while that we were able to share back and forth, but, you know, it's good to actually see him and know that he's doing well. And we took him out to uh, to breakfast. We had some IHOP and uh, loaded up and got to catch up on some information and share pictures and whatnot and kind of talk about what's going on in each other's lives. And, and then uh, we took him out to get some new clothes you know, it's kind of one of those things that as a parent you would do if they live nearby, but, but you know, he lives all the way out here. So I was like, you know, hey, I kind of want to, I want to do something nice for you. You know, let's, you need some, need some clothes or some shoes or something. I mean, we can take you shopping. And so we did, we took him shopping and, and got some of that done. And, you know, it was good. It was good to know that he's doing well and it was good to, to reconnect a little bit and, you know, know that, know that he's, uh, he's doing okay. Made me feel good. So we left there and uh, headed back to turn in the car. Um, had to fuel it up, of course, before we take it back and 
turned it in, and my wife was like, you know, I could walk with you. I was like, really? She's like, yeah, get some exercise. And I was like, okay. So anyway, we started walking, and we walked right by this place that was doing um, uh, <clears throat> Thai food. What was it called again? Do you remember? Tong cheese? Tong Chong? Yeah. Chow Chongs? I don't remember the name. Anyway, it's it it sounds awful if I say it because I'm I'm mispronouncing it and wasn't really meaning to, for it to sound bad. But anyway, good food, good Thai food. Um, I had something with a, a peanut sauce and dumplings and and vegetables and chicken and it was delicious. And my wife had a a chicken noodle soup that was a, a heaping bowl with rice noodles and stuff like that and and bamboo shoots and it was good. It was delicious. Um, we uh, we ate, went back to the hotel room and crashed, um, made sure that we had a shuttle lined up for the next day. Again, the hotel staff helped me with that, and uh, they said, yeah, we got a shuttle that's going to pick you up in the morning. Just be down here in the lobby about, you know, 9 o'clock or so, and uh, we'll take you over to meet your cruise ship. So I was like, all right, cool. So, you know, we went to bed and got up the next morning and got down in the lobby in plenty of time, and... And the shuttle driver guy was, was running late, and I was like, well, crap. Of course, I know we had plenty of time because the ship wasn't supposed to set sail until like 4 p.m. So we just um, we just hung out and, and waited for the guy, and he was probably 45 minutes late. But when he got there, he was super helpful. He was like, you know, do you guys need a return trip? And I was thinking, my first thought was, I'm not coming back to this hotel. But he was like, no, no, I mean, I, I can take you to the airport. And I was like, really? He showed me what the rates were, and it's actually a lot cheaper to go ahead and book it that way than it would have been for us to get off the ship and look for an Uber or a taxi or some kind of shuttle service that way. So that worked out really good. I was able to go ahead and, and do that and pay for that. And so when we get off the ship at the end of our trip, uh, we know where to meet the guy. Um, he'll take us right to the airport, and so all that's taken care of. So yay. Um, so anyway, we got to the, to the cruise ship. Our process of getting on the ship wasn't too bad. Um, each time we do a cruise, they streamline it just a little bit more, just a tad bit smoother is the you know the process. Um, you know, this was kind of the same deal. We went through security. We went up and showed them our passes, and and you know waited. We had to wait in this room for a little bit for them to call out. You know what zone we're in, but that wasn't that big of a deal. Maybe we always sat there maybe twenty minutes, and that's probably because we were there a little bit early. But once they said, come on board, we were able to walk right on board, and um, the rooms weren't ready yet. They weren't ready till 1 o'clock, so we went upstairs and kind of hung around on the top deck a little bit and took pictures and called family to find out, you know, how everybody's doing and tell them bye, that we're going to be on the ocean for a while and might, might be able to talk. But we, uh, we got off on the cruise, and uh, everything seemed to be going great. Um, right about that time, I got a message from my dad. Uh, my Uncle David had passed away. And my Uncle David and I weren't exactly what you'd call close. Um, Uncle David grew up around Atlanta and was a police officer for a long time in downtown Atlanta. And uh, when I was a kid, I remember him doing a lot of impersonations of Barney Fife. He was real thin, and he smoked a lot. And his voice, he could make his voice sound just like Don Knotts. And... um, as a policeman, they would do benefits and fundraisers and stuff like that with celebrities, and and he got to meet Don Knotts one time and do the impression, and and uh, he, you know Don Knotts even told him he said you do a pretty good me boy, you know it's it's pretty interesting, but um, 
you know, my Uncle David, has, uh, he's my dad's older brother, and, uh, you know, I know they grew up really close. Um, this year, you know, their mama had passed away, and Uncle David's wife passed away shortly after uh, Granny did. And uh, his health wasn't the best. I mean, I could tell at the funeral that, that he wasn't doing that great, and it's, you know, it's sad that, that he's that he's gone now, but, you know, I kind of get it. I mean, his mama and his wife passed away within a month of each other, and uh, just a short time after uh, he passed. So, I mean, more than anything, I, I, I kind of wanted to be there for my dad and, you know, be able to to kind of help him get through this, and, and, and I'm not able to. And, and, I, and I, you know, I talked to him about it, and he said, don't worry about it, just enjoy your vacation. Um, just go, you know, have a good time. Um, I want you to, I'll be, I'll be okay. I was like, okay. And he's got Trish, you know, and, and <clears throat> David's got uh, some kids that, that, you know, have connected with dad and we'll talk to him and, and maybe they'll help each other through this and, and uh, I'll be back before they know it. So, you know, it's just one of those things you don't want to go through on your own. You know what I mean? And, uh, but anyway, I love you, uncle David. And, uh, Say hey to Green and Granddaddy Peak for me. Uh, tell them I said hey. Um, we are on. Let's let's switch gears a little bit. We are on the Ovation of the Seas uh, by Royal Caribbean. Uh, so far, it's a very nice ship, which all of them have been. Uh, this ship has a different dining experience than we're used to. In the fact that when you go down to the dining area, it's not one big giant ballroom looking thing. It's two stories or three stories tall like we've seen in some other ships. This one has, like, independent dining rooms on Deck 4 and Deck 3. Um, we just happened to go into one last night called Silk, which is done up in, like, an Asian theme with um, some kind of plush material on the seats. that are The seats are really soft and cushiony. Um, it's decorated nice. And we had a good dining experience last night. We were at a table for two that was connected to other tables of two kind of, you know, two, two, two. We were talking to people next to us, and we're having a good time, and this guy comes over, and he's like one of the head dudes that that runs the kitchen area, and he was like, hey, you guys want to, do you like your seat? Would you like to sit here maybe, you know, next to next night or, you know, continually? And we were like, yeah, this is nice, because we were right next to a window. We could see out. We were enjoying the fact that we had a great view. And so anyway, we, we booked that, and, and the guy said, you know, just... You know, when you come up the next night, you don't have to stop and wait for the line. You can just walk right to this table and it'll be ready. So that was pretty cool. Um, we've only done that one night so far. So, you know, so far it's it's a pretty cool experience. Um, our room is very nice. We, uh, <clears throat> we're we in a junior suite. Is that right? We're in a junior suite. Um, the balcony is nice. The bed's nice. There's uh, interesting lighting scenarios that go on in here. One of the things that's kind of cool about this is it's got two bathrooms. Um, and not just two bathrooms, but, like, one one bathroom was off to one side, and it's got, like, just a toilet and a, and a sink. But on the other side, it's got a full-size tub on your right and a walk-in shower on your left, which is pretty interesting when you think about the how small a cruise ship is and the lack of space. Um, that's pretty creative. To put those things together, you know, we you wouldn't normally think, oh yeah, we can squeeze a, a walk-in shower and a full tub in here, and the full tub is deep. I mean, it's deep enough I could get in and, and be like, hey, this is a nice tub, you know what I mean? 
Um, so, you know, this is this is an interesting setup, the way they've done it. The only thing that I don't care for is, uh, to me, there's not enough outlets. Uh, you know, nowadays, everybody's every couple has, you know, cell phone devices that they plug in beside their bed or, you know, whatever. They've got an outlet on one side, but they don't have one on the other side, which is which is a little weird. I mean, in today's standards, I guess you'd say. Again, I'm whining about something that's not really a big deal, but it is a big deal by 2019 standards, if that makes any sense. Um, I wanted to do this podcast out on the balcony, but the wind is blowing a little too hard, and I thought about sound quality, and I thought, you guys aren't going to hear anything. All you're going to hear is from the wind. Not that it's like blowing wind that hard, it's just that... I mean, it's uh, it's a lot louder than if I don't have it. The noise you hear in the background is my wife wanted to uh, make us some coffee, and thank you, sweetheart, for making coffee. And it's it's mm, if you got coffee, this is your moment. You're gonna sip, okay? You ready? Mmm. Gotta get some caffeine. Part of the uh, part of the thing I like about Bert's podcast is he's doing it from his man cave. And his family comes in sometimes, and he has conversations with them. And it's that weird stuff that's not really planned that sort of makes it more intimate and makes it so that you enjoy it a little bit more. I mean, for me personally, I'm a podcast fan. Some people are just novices, and you're new to this thing. Hey, if you're new to this thing and you're just now checking me out, stick around. There's all kind of weirdness like this going on. Um, i got all kinds of stuff you're not going to expect. So it wouldn't be odd if I said you need to talk about how pretty... Seattle and where Draven lives is. My wife wants to talk about. And clean and she wants to be on the podcast. I can no. spin this around. You no. can spin this around. No. You don't want to be in it. Okay, so she wants me to talk about how clean Seattle is and Mokatia. Mokatia. Uh, there is a Boeing plant up there that is tremendous. There's, I don't know how many miles of acreage they own it's incredible though but you can tell that that area up there is doing well economically um we noticed that there's no litter anywhere Uh, we went all around the city there's no litter everybody's driving very nice vehicles i mean we saw a lot of high-end vehicles um all over the place i mean just it, it was it was to the point that you recognized it and you called it out and you're like oh my god have you noticed you know, you know, like we were, you know, elbowing each other and like, holy cow, have you seen this? So anyway, um, Mulcatillo is a, is a beautiful area. There seems to be a lot of opportunity for jobs. Almost every place we went into had a sign up says now hiring. Um, the, uh, the Seattle area, um, the skyline looks nice. The freeways are nice, although extremely crowded. It's like any other city that's like a, a mega city. Uh, anytime there's an accident, it sort of backs everything up. They do have something that I like, which is on the on-ramps, whenever you're getting ready to merge, they have the uh, lights that signal you red and green, whether to stop or go, and it times it out so that not everybody's flooding the road automatically with people. Uh, I kind of wish that we would do that you know, around the Columbia area, South Carolina, or, or Charleston, or something like that. It would make the freeways a lot easier to access. Um, I don't know why they don't, but uh, it seems to work pretty good here. We did have a couple areas where the drive was extended due to an accident. Um, they do have the HOV lane, which is nice, and there was two of us in the vehicle, so we hopped on it a couple times. But at times, the HOV changed over to be like a toll road, and I didn't want to do tolls, so I was like, nah, let's hop off of here. So we, we did a little bit of HOV and then hopped off when it was toll. 
But um, the way it's set up is really nice. Like if you're a commuter, you could definitely figure out how to get around here pretty easily. Um, there is a train that we saw. Uh, what they call it? The the I don't know if it was the metro, but it was kind of like the metro. Kind of like a metro. It looked like it was electric because they had those wires that hang above it where they're always making connection and just kind of bridges on it as it goes. Um, but they have some interesting tramways that, that are built for it that because Seattle is not flat, it's, you know, elevations going up and down, there's these neat-looking bridges that seem to go from somewhere to nowhere, and you're like, whoa, where does that go? You know, it's, it's the tramway for the, for the train. So, you know, public transportation seems to be pretty good. I noticed a lot of the, um, the buses that are... Um, not double decker. What's it called when there's two of them hooked together? No, they're like doubles, but they they're like double buses. Yeah, they have like a weird, a weird piece in the middle that flexes. Um, they had those riding around, and our experience with those are, you know, in these cities whenever those are available, is that they're pretty regular. Um, the hotel we were staying at, I, I looked out and I saw them stopping by like every five minutes, and I was like, okay, well, I mean, public transportation seems to be really good. Um, in these bigger cities like San Francisco, and I'm sure Seattle tried to emulate something similar here. You know, let's face it, if we can get uh, the cars off the road and get people riding public transportation, it'd be a lot smoother. I mean, think about how many people live in New York City and don't own vehicles and seem to be getting around okay using the train, using, you know, buses and, and whatnot. But if you gave all those people their own individual cars, ugh, that'd be awful, right? So... You know, kudos to the public transportation department. Uh, you guys seem to be doing a good job. Um, when we did our shuttle from the hotel to the cruise ship, we were able to go through the downtown area and see the Space Needle and see where the Seahawks play and the Mariners play. The Seahawks Stadium and the Mariners Stadium are like right next to each other, which is right next to the coast, which is right next to downtown, and a shipping yard. There's a giant shipping yard there. Um, the stadium is beautiful. We didn't actually go in it or anything. We just kind of drove by it. But you could see it even from far off. Even when we got on the cruise ship and we're sailing away, you could still see it. I mean, it's visually, you know, striking. Um, we went through the downtown area a bit more than we should have because there was some accidents that completely stopped road travel. So our shuttle driver did a detour through the downtown parts and... Um, you know, it's it's like any metropolis city. It's just hustle bustle, lots of construction, lots of uh, people doing a lot with very little space. Um, I can imagine that living down there is probably very expensive. Um, but you know, it's if if you're in the metropolis, you pay for that convenience and you pay for that access and and you learn to navigate it because that's what people do. We're adaptive, right? Look how adaptive I am. I'm using an iPad and a camera on a laptop, looking outside of my window on a ship as we're in the Pacific Ocean. Um, headed toward heading Juneau. towards Juneau, Alaska. So if you guys are listening to this, you're just going to take my word for it. Or watch the YouTube video. You can see it out the window. Uh, I am posting some photos on Instagram once in a while. Go to J-T-A-T-P-E-E-K. Um, I'm able to post there. Uh, I'm going to try and post some stuff on Facebook. I don't know when I can get video out. I'm going to try. Uh, we have very limited internet access here. We paid for the fastest internet they have, but it's struggling to post a photo. So I doubt it's going to be able to upload a YouTube video. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. Maybe when we get in port, we'll have a better signal. And tomorrow is 
Juno. Tomorrow whale is watching. Juno. We're going to... Whale watching? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's whale watching. My wife is terrified. And salmon. And I am so excited. She's looking forward to the salmon. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the whales. I mean, come on. How can you not like whales? Whales are awesome. I always think about the fact that whales live, you know, hundreds of years old. We have no idea really how old they get. And they live most of their life under the water. The earth is covered in 75% water. And they somehow communicate with other animals and they communicate with each other. And they have domain, really, over our planet. And... We're just these busy little things that are on top of the surface making a mess of everything and trying to trying to do the right thing, but often not. Um, you know, I kind of have a feeling that we're going to, at some point, do each other in, and the whales are just still going to be here and be like, see, I told you it'd pass. <laughs> you, just, you just have to let them phase themselves out. Like the dinosaurs, remember? Remember the dinosaurs? Yeah, we did that a long time ago. You were just a kid then, you know. So, anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, this is a short one. It uh, looks like I'm at 25-ish minutes now. Um, I don't want to get all crazy here on the ship. That, and I haven't watched much of anything. Our TV here uh, doesn't have access to anything. anything. <laughs> we have an ESPN channel that appears to show some football, uh, nothing worth watching, and uh, the other ESPN channel appears to have nothing but tennis on it. And then we have a bunch of channels that are about the ship. That's about it. There's a Red Bull channel uh, where uh, last night I watched them do the homemade boxcar races down the down the side of a hill, and they would crash every couple of seconds. Um, I don't exactly know what that channel's supposed to be about, but apparently you drink a lot of Red Bull and then you do cra- you crash things, so skateboarding and whatnot. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends, and tell me more about what's going on with you. If you want to be part of the podcast, reach out to me. Let me know. I'm not there right now. Um, If you're on the East Coast, brace for the uh, Hurricane Dorian. Mm -hmm. Hurricane Dorian. I got messages today from friends going, you guys going to be okay? I'm like, I'm good. I'm nowhere near that. But anyway, uh, thanks for everybody for reaching out and everything. And, and, uh, you know, prayers to my dad and uh, and David's kids. Um, yeah, that's it. All right, cue the cow. Moo, baby. You used to doing that on your own. Huh?